You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. I'm Azania Mosaka, and I'll be speaking to expert guests to help you better understand coronavirus disease 2019, as well as how best to manage your health, well-being, and financial security during this time. There's an old adage that says, crisis does not build character, it reveals it. What makes for a good leader in the face of a crisis? There's no easy way to navigate the unprecedented impact that COVID-19 has had on our economy and the world. The reality is that for South African people, businesses and our economy, the consequences of COVID-19 will play out over the rest of 2020 and beyond. Today, I want to ask a question. What does it take to stand your ground as a leader in the South African business world right now? With us on the line is Feroz Borat. He's Chief Marketing Officer at Discovery, and he's had to grapple with answering this very question in the last few months. Feroz, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Azania. Thank you for having me. So how's the presence of COVID-19 changed your world? How has it changed it in a professional and personal level? Yeah, I think this, uh, this pandemic has had a very profound impact on people. At a professional level, uh, one has to balance um, the need for leading one's team um, and, and, and making sure that your business achieves all, all that it's set out to achieve. Um, at the, and at the same time, trying to balance that with the, the personal needs and the reality that uh, COVID-19 has now placed on people. You know, the fact that we've got a lot of people that are uh, confined to their homes, obviously. Um, they're single parents. Um, they're having to look after children, having to look after extended family members, and yet are, have very demanding roles and, and deliverables. So um, it, it has certainly presented quite a unique challenge at a professional level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've alluded to the personal aspect. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a single dad. And uh, the, it, it does take a lot out of you because you've got, I've got the two boys at home. They're not at school. Uh, you have to keep them engaged and entertained and uh, active and, you know, doing what they need to be doing all the time. And yet you've got to be managing what's going on um, uh, from your business perspective. So uh, it's, it's required a lot. And I suppose it is fairly draining uh, from that sense. But I think we're learning a lot. You know, we're learning how to manage in such complex times in a business unusual type environment. And uh, if anything, these few weeks have taught us that, uh, you know, no matter what's thrown at us, they will find a way to, to, to deal with it. I mean, the, the, this thing seems insurmountable now, but I can guarantee you when we look back on it in a few months time, we'll be quite surprised as to how we managed to get through it. Mm, mm. with hindsight which is a perfect science (laughs) but have you had time to reflect on what resilience means what it means to you especially in the face of a pandemic of this nature yeah I I suppose it does like like you say when you're in the thick of it you don't necessarily realize how resilient you are and Mm -hmm. and you know just the the ability for for anyone to be able to stay the course despite the challenges that are being thrown at them. So we, we have a whole lot of clinical and health challenges being thrown at us. We are confined to our homes. There are economic challenges. We've got uh, family stresses. And at, the, at this point in time, most people are just trying to hold it together. And that by its very essence is the resilience that we all have in, in us. 
and and it's a it's a funny thing. I think when you only realize the power of your resilience or your ability to be resilient is when you look back on it. Um, you know, um, often when we're in the thick of it, we don't we don't believe that we can get through these these times, these tough times. Um, but many of us are, you know, and mm-hmm. we only realize that power once we've passed that stage. Um, so I think the clarity that one needs is when you're in a situation, remember what's grounding you. What, what is it that you hold dear to yourself? What is your core purpose? And if you stick, stick to that core purpose and you continue, continuously de- uh, deliver on that and you keep that as a guiding light or as an anchor, that will fuel that resilience because you know you're working towards something. So no matter how tough something gets, um, you know why you're doing something. And so that should, that should be able to pull you through. Yeah. Well, you mentioned your two young boys uh, that you have to parent while you are uh, managing your teams and doing your daily work. How have you managed to balance it all? So I'll, I'll be the first to admit I haven't done a really good job of that <laughs> at all. Um, so, so professionally, uh, again, given the, the type of business that I'm in and the brand of Discovery, it's, it's taken a leadership role as far as COVID is concerned and in trying to make sure that we're on the forefront of trying to manage this pandemic, um, especially in so far as making sure that our members are taken care of and not to mention broader society because we, uh, our business is a shared value business. We, we make sure that our members are looked after as well as the broader society. Now, uh, there's an intensity that comes with that. And where I've been really bad is um, in, in having to work from home, not, not identifying and being clear about the distinction between work life and home life. And that intensity has pervaded through my entire world right now. So I don't see the difference between uh, starting work and ending work. Uh, Weekends have no meaning anymore. So uh, that is a very unhealthy situation to be in. Necessary, but unhealthy. And uh, I think the importance is the ability to recognize that it's not a sustainable behavior. So I'm hoping that in the coming days, I start to get a little bit better at this, um, understanding that the circumstance required me to be that intense about it. So mm-hmm. uh, I have to be the first to admit that personally, I haven't been great at managing my time and the delineation between personal and professional, my personal and professional space. Has exhaustion started creeping in? Has it crept in in the past couple of weeks due to the impact of COVID-19? Have you noticed any particular lows? Um, I suppose one could chalk it up to a bit of fatigue. Um, Lows would be that uh, I'm probably a little bit more short-tempered than I should be. But that's just a a function of, uh, I guess, being in a lockdown situation, uh, confined to your home with the intensity uh, and, you know, in a close quarter, you know, people are going to get on each other's nerves. So, and, and mm-hmm. my boys are young, so they, they constantly want to, you know, be with dad and talk to dad and need attention. So uh, those are some of the lows. I think it's just, uh, that's just me from a personal perspective, needing to be better yeah. uh, and, and managing my, my relationships better. 
and and I think you know as as this thing progresses, hopefully that realization will start to happen and and I do progress on that path. Yes, but I mean, there have to be highs in order for there to be lows. So in the face of the exacting pressure that you've been under, what have the highs been? Well, uh, I mean, you know, if you look at um, what we've managed to achieve um, from a discovery perspective, it is really gratifying to see how the various teams in that business have just uh, come together in a very seamless way, collaborating and working at lightning speed just to adapt what the, what the business has, whether it be a product or a process or whatever that may be, the speed at which people move to make sure that we all deliver on our core purpose of making people healthier is just astonishing for me. So I'll give you some just broad examples. So, I mean, it's a fact, you know, all of the gyms have closed. Um, people don't have uh, maybe a, a, a way that they can uh, fulfill their exercise regime, right? I mean, they were, they were uh, either reliant on the gyms or need to go out and have a run, etc. And the, the, the speed and the efficacy of the teams to move to change the, the vitality program so that we can conform to the stay-at-home kind of regime has been astonishing. And, and it's those kind of initiatives that make me really proud. The, the online doctor consults where we partnered with Vodacom, it's groundbreaking. You know, nowhere else in the world have we seen brands come together and make virtual, consult, virtual doctor consultations available to everybody in the country. So it's... it's and these were, were done in a matter of days and weeks. So it shows you the power of teamwork. It shows you the power of leadership. And as we all anchored down to one purpose that I spoke about earlier, we knew why we were doing this. And it's made such a profound difference in people's lives during this time. So let's stay with that point that you just raised now and focus on leadership. Are there lessons that you've learned about leadership in the midst of a crisis such as this pandemic and even maybe the leadership of others within Discovery and how they've responded? Yeah. Um, you know, one underestimates the power of human connection. Mm. And we may, not, we may not think it and we may not recognize it but people in our teams yearn to be connected to the mothership so to say um and we we recognize that uh, the effects of isolation and people being away from the office uh, drives a fair amount of anxiety so what's going to happen to me what is is my job safe um, how am i going to you know make money these your mind kind of starts to race when you're on your own and you, you're away from your, your typical work environment. And, and again, this is what, what impressed me about the leadership at Discovery is that uh, they were quick to, to discern this. They were quick to understand that this could be an issue. And the mental health of our employees uh, was also something that we needed to make sure that we, we took into account and very quickly uh, decided to implement daily webinars uh, where the the leadership of the company would choose a topic and go out to the entire uh, population of discovery and drive some sort of in, engagement and in, and interaction 
In fact, on a weekly basis, um, employees are urged to send their question of the week to Adrian. Um, and and he, uh, he uses the week to actually contemplate what uh, some of those answers have been about and play that back to, to the company at the end of the week. We've also mm-hmm. had um, guest speakers such as Caroline Webb. You know, she's authored a couple of very interesting books. We've had a, a NASA pilot. We had Prof Karim today. We've had some really superb speakers that have uh, we've brought on board to help our people cope, help them think about this particular uh, challenge in a very different way, offering them perspective to be able to deal with this. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that was really impressive from a leadership perspective, the, the ability to recognize that this could be a problem and provide potential solutions to overcome that problem. And it's a, such an, an intuitive thing, connect people back to the mothership. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, employees have found this invaluable. The, the level of anxiety is eased somewhat because I know that discovery is there for me. They connect, they're reaching out to me on a daily basis trying to check how I'm doing, making sure that I'm informed. So I think that really impressed me. And, and from my own perspective, I think that's my biggest learning was that I needed to, I, I, I've learned that connecting with my people um, daily, it, it doesn't have to be everybody, but making sure that I've got these solid connections with these people is very, very important. The minute they feel like they haven't connected back with me, I can sense the anxiety. And, yeah. and I think we, as, as leaders, we, we underplay that. But as a leader, Rose, have you also allowed yourself to be vulnerable with them as well? I think I'm, I'm fairly open as a leader. They all know my situation. Uh, and and I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm uh, surrounded by very empathetic and supportive people. Uh, my peers, as well as the, the team that I lead, are, are very attuned to to my personal situation. They they know you know what I've got to do at home, and they're very respectful of it. So so I guess I'm I'm very fortunate in that in that respect. I'm not so sure that I've demonstrated any of my vulnerabilities. I think it manifests in very different ways. I'm probably yeah, probably short tempered more than anything else. Um, <laughs> but the the great part of about all of that is that we all have our fallibilities and, and my team understand me. I'd like to think that they understand me that well, that it's never a personal situation. They probably know that I'm just under a bit of pressure and often those fallibilities um, are easily forgiven. Right. I'm glad you raised the question of um, how Adrian is leading at the moment and the kind of things that he's introduced, but who else has stood out as an inspiration at this point and how they've responded to COVID-19. And it can be anyone within the organization. Um, I think they've been interesting figures that have emerged locally and globally. So when you think of how leadership has been demonstrated elsewhere as well, who comes to mind? Um, Well, you know, I've considered all that's happened around the world and uh, there haven't really been any leaders that have stood out for me globally. And it may sound a bit cliched, but I do believe that our government as a collective have stood out head and shoulders above uh, other leaders in the world. Um, if I consider the, the tough decisions that uh, President Ramaphosa has had to make, uh, the tough position that um, the health minister is in, um, these are very complex decisions that, uh, that these people are having to make. And 
ultimately they are charged with people's lives. So that is a big responsibility. And I think the fact that they've had, they've been able to make very clear, concise and decisive and take decisive action has been a testament to their leadership. And I think the most important part is the fact that they've grounded it all in science and, and bringing the likes of Prof, Prof Karim on to, to guide this decision-making process, I think has been superbly commendable. You know, these are not, these are not just uh, subjective calls that people are making. These are highly complex, grounded in science, and for, for the benefit of all South Africans, I think that's what's really stood out for me in terms of the, the way the government has acted during this entire time. I think we, we may not thank them now for it because we're all a bit frustrated by having to sit at home. But uh, I am highly encouraged with the type of leadership that has taken this country on this journey. And I think it's testament to, to the amazing people and the leaders that are, that are uh, leading this country. And it shows us that we can actually be a leading country in the world. Yeah, the moments that have given lots of hope. But as we wrap up, I wanted you to kind of give me your thoughts on the return to work because the talk so far has been, it has to be in a phased in kind of way. How will you manage uh, this particular process as a leader of your division and within Discovery Broadly? So, so first and foremost, I mean, I completely buy into this phased in approach. I mean, it'd be very, it, it wouldn't be very prudent of us. It wouldn't be very responsible of us to, to simply just, uh, open the taps and everybody just gets back to normal. I mean, we would have, we would have wasted a month of our time in, in staying at home. I think the, for my team particularly, we've learned the ability to, to work together in a way that, that brings out the best in everybody, even though we're not in a physical environment. So I think that's a good learning for us. And also I've become a bit more in tune with people's uh, struggles. You know, um, the, the fact that this, there's a convergence between personal life and, um, and professional life. And this has just really highlighted this, uh, this complex interaction for me. And I think I, I would go into, uh, I would go into work in this, uh, and re- having people return to work with a bigger and deeper appreciation for, for people's ability to have to play multiple roles. So I think, what's going to happen in, in people coming back to work is not only are we going to uh, see people working differently, and that's an obvious thing, but I think we're going to start to see a shift in the way people lead or with the way leaders lead in that there's going to be a deeper appreciation. I mean, it's an it's a mm. anecdotal thing, but we're sitting on Zoom calls all the, all the time. And often on, on our Zoom exco calls, I, we see people's children come in and sit on their lap or make a noise or the, the dogs are running around and it starts to humanize the environment. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing because we've often just looked at each other in, um, in one framing, you know, I, I know you as a broadcaster and, and I yeah. would know nothing else about you as a coworker, for example, but uh, I now know you have dogs and I know that they'll run in and out. 
and and that's fine because that that's what makes us human that's what makes us appreciate each other for more than just colleagues or coworkers so i uh, i think that's that's a really positive aspect that's going to come out of this yes i want to thank you for your time and your thoughts for rose thank you and all of the best within the lockdown stay safe thank you this podcast was brought to you by discovery stay informed stay healthy